Sports. All sports and nothing but sports. Sports Radio ESPN 1420. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's locked. It's time for the morning lock-in with Norman Locke on the ESPN 1420. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Lock-In. I am your host, Norman Locke. This week, we got Lane Johnson, the left tackle for ESPN 1420. He's off today. He's off today. I gave him him off there today. He deserved it. Uh, But we here, it's been so much going on in sports this week. Oh, man. We got to catch up. We got to catch up. I don't know what to start with, but, you know, I'm going to start off on a lighter tip. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start off on a lighter tip. Drake released a new video today, well, this week. Yeah, Drizzy Drake, Drizzy Drake. It's called Laugh Now, Cry Later. And, I mean, I think that we all can relate to the lyrics of uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later just because I've been doing a lot of laughing and a lot of crying at myself uh, uh, this this entire pandemic uh, season. So I can... Honestly, feel what Drake is coming from with with his sentiments on this song, but he had some notable people in the entire video, and I just think it was you know pretty cool. It was really awesome. He had Cleveland Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham. You know everybody loves Odell. Kids love Odell. Uh, I love Odell. Women love Odell. I mean, who who doesn't like Odell? You you basically got to be kind of a mini hater to hate on Odell. I mean, he's that guy. Uh, and he's seen in the video getting his QB2 on. No, Baker Mayfield's the QB1 out there in Cleveland, but Odell can sling the rock. And I don't know if y'all saw, but Odell, you know, he showed off a little arm skill. Drizzy Drake kind of ran a little vanilla pass route. Uh, had some NFL stars chime in about his pass, his route running ability. Uh, you had guys like uh, Stephon Gilmore, you know, comment on the video and say, "Don't y'all bet not tag me in this, saying that I can't check him. Because uh, that route, I'm going to say anybody in the NFL could probably keep Drake from scoring with just that, that that horrible route he ran in that video. I mean, except your name is Eli Apple or Brandon Browner. I don't think you can stop anybody, even Drake on that route. Uh, but, it, you know, it has some more familiar faces. It had Marshawn Lynch in there. Marshawn Lynch had a little cameo. You know, being himself, you had KD, the Slim Reaper, dressed in all black in the video. You know, some people was making some jokes saying, you know, LeBron would have been in the video if if he wasn't in the bubble. But, hey, man, if y'all keep up with Drake, KD is Drake's man. That's his guy. You know, shout out to KD, we relate. You know what I'm saying? Drake be dropping KD in a lot of songs. And maybe, yes, if Brian wasn't in the bubble and was available for the video shoot, maybe he would have been in it. You know, it was completely a a Nike ad, but I loved it. I mean, who doesn't like new Drake? I mean, uh, baby, 
That's all he kept saying to some baby. He got, you know, he has a little New Orleans flow going on. But shout out to Drizzy Drake. Shout out to Lil Dirk on the new song. He says Certified Lover Boy. That's gonna be the name of the album. Certi- Certified Lover Boy. Uh, I can only expect some hot RB coming about out of Drizzy Drake in that that new video and that new single. So, you know, Drake, hey, y'all wanna send me a streaming track? And I and I got y'all streaming up from this little segment in the show. Let me know how I let your boy. How I let your boy. Now, also this week, we had an entanglement happen. We had an entanglement at the Seahawks training camp. What? What? Was Will Smith there? Was Jada Pickett in attendance? No. It was Seahawks rookie cornerback, Kima. Silman, Silverman, I'm sorry, I'm butchering his name. But Kima, he's an undrafted rookie. He was cut after dressing a woman up and disguising her and sneaking her into the hotel in the Seahawks training bubble. Now, hold on. Let's break this down. One, you're you're jeopardizing your entire team. Pete Carroll said the number one goal of the entire camp is to protect the team. Not protect yourself. He ain't men with some Trojans, man. He ain't, he ain't say protect us. You got to protect your team, my guy. The entanglement's got to wait till the end of the season. I know, bro. I know the feeling. Stephen A said it. I know it get hard when you go weeks and weeks and weeks without some of that WAP. I know I feel it go without that WAP, dog. But we got to put that WAP aside for the safety of our teammates. It's the safety that's the that's number one. Why we are why we in this bubble without our families jeopardizing the health just for this game? We gotta put the WAP aside, man. You got but you know what's funny? I wonder what did he dress him up, dress the lady up in that got him caught. Was she in like pads? Did she did he put shoulder pads on her? Like, did he put her in like the Seahawks mascot uniform, but like what, like did the the, the hotel guest, the hotel host, just was like, hold on, number fifty eight looking too fine today. <laughs> hold on, hold on, something's something's really curvy about number thirty two today. Thirty two ain't had them hips like that yesterday. Let me go knock on this room right quick. Hold on, what is what is all this? What is this noise going on? Y'all not studying the playbook in here. It's a lot of entanglements went on in that Eagles hotel room. So I'm just going to say, hey, Eagles, I mean, Seahawks fans, I'm sorry. Seahawks fans, if anything goes wrong, no Pete Carroll got it on lock. I don't know what type of, you know, how they got the new camera systems that's for your your your, your house that is right by your doorbell. He must got that on every room because, man, he caught them. I'm going to say, if y'all, hey, Y'all listening on the ESPN 1420 app, you can hit call in, the call in feature from the app, and you can call in and tell me what's where is one of the most embarrassing places you got caught sneaking in? Because I'm saying I didn't got stopped in my tracks trying to sneak in an AMC movie theater before. I, I was I didn't win saw the first movie. I tried to get the second movie for the free. I got hinched up from oh man, the security got me. And movies are expensive, so, you know, you can get the two-for-one. When you're a teenager, you got to get the two-for-one. I'm in the clear view. 
uh, shopping center in, in I want to say Metairie, Louisiana. It's close to New Orleans. And the movie theater's on the second floor of the shopping center. If you could slide in there, pay for the first ticket, you might get slide in the next movie for free. I got caught. Out of me and all my friends, I get caught. I get pulled out the movie theater and had to have one of my parents come get me from the movie theater after I got caught and got put out the movie. But it's not as worse as getting put out the bubble because dude got cut from trying to sneak in girl in the hotel room. So I hope it was worth it. I hope she was a baddie because uh, I wouldn't have did it, cutting. You're jeopardizing a lot. You know, you got generational wealth on the line, bro. You got to put it to the side, man. That WAP, that WAP got to go to the side, bro. Now, also in the quick hits, Madden dropped some new features. woo That Madden 21 coming out, that P. Fellas, make sure y'all got y'all a queen to buy y'all that, that new Xbox or that PS5. Y'all shouldn't be working y'all hands tirelessly, playing 2K, playing Call of Duty, and have to go out in the real world and work a real job to afford the PS5. No, ladies, if you love your man, buy him the PS5. I need it. Hope my lady's listening. I need the PS5. PS Fizzle. Because that new Madden dropping. They didn't put the NFL Street. They didn't put the NFL Street features in the Madden. Um, oh, man. They got the six on six. With the Patrick Mahomes behind the back passes. They got the Odell catches. You know what I'm saying? They got, I know the truck stick gotta be fire. I know the celebrations gotta be fire. I know the the dancing Dan Rue gotta be in it. If they just put some of the the dancing features from 2K and like Fortnite in, in the new Madden Street or the street of the Madden, I don't know what they call it. I think it's called the yard. And this new Madden 21, I'm excited. Oh, man, every year since 2004, I've been buying Madden. And I'm sorry this will be another year that I will buy Madden. A lot of people have been saying Madden needs to update, Madden needs to add new features. Well, we got some new features, fellas. I ain't a big 2K guy. I'm a football fanatic. You know, ever since Emory Hunt started playbook, put that Madden controller in my hands with that Michael Vick team, Never was a Falcons fan, but just Michael Vick and Madden 04 was just elite. I've just been hooked ever since. So you know I got to run with them Cowboys on the Madden, but I did see the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is super subpar. So I'm going to say, Madden, holla at your boy if y'all need help on that soundtrack, man. Y'all could have threw some Kodak Black on there. You got Lamar Jackson on the cover. You could have threw some Kodak on there. Could have threw some Drizzy on there. You know what I'm saying? You, could, you know I'm always going to say, you could have put the Wayne on there. I got the Louisiana hoodie on. Free Weez. Got the Free Weez hoodie on. Come on, man. Now, that was just a quick, quick little culture topics that I saw this week, man. I got to take a break. I got to take a break. But after I come about this break, we got to recap this bubble, man. All oh, man, this bubble was a terrific idea. Adam Silver, I owe you, I owe you a hot sausage sandwich. When you come, when you come down to the city, I got you for a hot sauce sandwich. Adam Silver, hot sauce sandwich on me, dog. After this break. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Manning was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the five words he spoke before leaving for his final deployment. If not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Manning Foundation. Words that live in veterans 
families of the fallen and inspired civilians who go out of their way to find a way, who help others with the help of others, who bounce back after each setback, who make good on good intentions. Through Travis Manion Foundation, if not me, then who are words that can live in you too. Show the world what your character is made of because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. That's travismanion.org. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. Will you volunteer to help people like Richard, a U.S. Naval veteran who suffered severe PTSD after his service? He was left homeless for a period of time, and his oral and overall health are suffering. Because of congressional limitations, the VA can't provide the dental help he needs. Through our One Vet program, we focus on helping U.S. military veterans like Richard. Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit WillYouSeeOneVet.org to learn more. That's WillYouSeeOneVet.org. Excuse me. I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. If a hurricane is coming, is your community ready? How does a community prepare for the unexpected? By planning ahead. You know, taking action now can help minimize the level of storm damage. So we don't have to keep rebuilding my school after a storm? And much more. Planners are looking at how to make our community and others safer so we can get back to our lives more quickly. Like magic? It's not magic. It's good planning. Learn more about how planners are working to help communities at planning.org. Brought to you by the American Planning Association. 
catch ESPN 1420, UL Rage and Cajun games, get breaking local sports news, listen to your favorite sports shows, and win prizes? Mm-hmm. Roger that. It's simple. All you got to do is tap that app. Go tap it. Tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap. The ESPN 1420 app, available for free on your smartphone or tablet. Tap that app. The ESPN 1420 app. What's up, Raising Cajun fans? This is head football coach Billy Nature, and you're listening to the flagship station of Louisiana Raising Cajun Athletics, ESPN 1420. And we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back with the morning lock-in. How y'all doing this morning? We back after break, man. Look, 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 look. I told you we got a lot of grounds to cover. We got a lot of grounds to cover. Nah, Adam Gentry, for NBA bubble. Hey, I'm sorry. Everybody can't stay in the bubble. Some people got to leave. Some people got to win. The Pelicans. My New Orleans Pelicans. You know what I'm saying? They had to get out the bubble. You know, as soon as you lost, you had to get out the bubble. They packed your bags. They had your etouffee to go. You know what I'm saying? The Billy's Boudin balls to go. They are out of here. So, so shortly after the Pelicans season ended, Saturday afternoon, the co- the team announced that Coach Alvin Gentry was being relieved of his duties. You know, a lot of people was calling for Alvin Gentry to be fired. I wasn't one of those people. Now, that he's gone, am I upset? No. But am I going to throw a parade? I, I won't either. Um, he's had a different starting five roster each year he's coached the Pelicans. That's not his fault. Anthony Davis couldn't stay, uh, always was injured, couldn't stay healthy. It's not his fault. Zion came in the league unhealthy. It's not his fault. Um, you know, some sometimes the dominoes fall, and there's nothing you really can do. But what I do blame Alvin Gentry for is the Pelicans was the most unprepared team in the bubble. Unprepared. I think if the Pelicans would have made the eight seed and kind of played a little bit competitively against the Lakers, would Alvin Gentry still be in the Pelicans? Uh, I wouldn't say uniform, but would he still be in the Pelicans facility? Yes, he would. You know, David Griffin said that a better showing would have not necessarily saved Gentry's job. I don't believe that. I believe if the Pelicans would have made the playoffs, Gentry would still be living on St. Charles, uh, going to parades. But now he's he's uh, hitting that unemployment line like the rest of us, you know. But, I, you know, I had a conversation with Dave Grubman two weeks ago about these Pelicans. You can't hire unproven coaches, you know. I, I understand giving some opportunities, but, I mean, Alvin Gentry was the associate head coach of the Golden State Warriors for uh, a year. And then he was associate head coach for the, the Clippers the year before for a year. Then he was the head coach of the Phoenix Suns from 2008-2012. But, I mean, how good was the Phoenix Suns from 2008-2012? It was okay, but I, I, I mean, it ain't nothing to, to you know, 
go crazy over, like Chris go crazy. Mm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Then you got some coaches' names getting brought up in the in the in the uh media, like Ty Lu or Jason Kidd. I don't want none of these guys. I don't I don't want Ty Lu as my coach of the Pelicans. I don't want uh Lakers assistant Jason Kidd as the coach. I don't want uh Avery Johnson, even though Purple Knight shout for twenty six hundred. I don't want Avery Johnson as the coach either. Find me a coach that's going to fall in love with our culture, our roster, and be there for the long-term haul. I, I'm I'm tired of running through coaches. You know, we have players that need coaches. B.I. is on, what, like his third coach in four seasons? Brandon Ingram, I, I mean, uh, Lonzo Ball is on his, what, his, like, fourth coach? We need one coach that's going to coach these boys up. And we need a coach who's going to be an uh, enforcer. We need a coach that's going to call some people out. You know, Zion, if you're overweight, you're overweight, bro. Not really much you can do. It's not really much you can do. Get him in that gym. Get him healthy. Get him ready to play. He wasn't healthy in the bubble. He wasn't ready to play in the bubble. The best player for that Pelicans team in the entire bubble was J.J. Reddick. Come on. And that's the bench guy. He's coming off the bench. So I need more out of our coaching staff of the New Orleans Pelicans going forward. I don't know who would be the best candidate. I just hope they pick the right candidate. Because we got we got a great roster. We got Nalls, we got Zion, we got Alonzo Ball, we got B.I.'s a restricted free agent, but he loves the city. We put him in a dicky fit, keep him rolling. Put him in a dicky fit, keep him rolling. Come on, B.I. So, you know, I look, I, the West is going to be super competitive next season. So if the Pelicans don't pick the right coach, we starting all over again. Chris Paul's situation all over again. Anthony Davis' situation all over again. Version 3.0 with Zion Williamson. We don't get the right coach. We can't keep any talent in New Orleans. All the best players are always going to leave the small markets if we can't get a good coach. We could be the next OKC. We got a big three right now. We can we could develop this big three. We need Lonzo Ball to get a little bit more aggressive, more, become more aggressive, but he's progressing. Just, you know, two years ago, he couldn't shoot a fish out of barrel. I'm not saying that he can. I'm just saying it's a little better. He got a little better gun. A little better aim. So I, I don't know. I just want a coach, and, and again, don't want Mark Jackson. I love Mark Jackson. He has a job. He's good at his job. Let him stay where he at. Jeff Van Gundy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the best candidate for the Pelicans, but I do know that I am glad that Alvin Gentry is gone. I, I'm sorry. I'm glad that he's gone. <laughs> now, the bubble. Let's get to Dame. Let's get to this Dame Lillard, Paul George smoke. Let's get to this Dame Lillard, Paul George smoke. Hey, Paul. Paul George, coming from the words of Norman Locke, you're not built like that. You're not built like that, Paul. 
You're not built like that. Listen, you was running from the grind, like 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 my guy Dame said. You was running from the guy the grind when you, when you was with them Indiana Pacers. You was running from the grind when you was with them Indiana Pacers. So don't get don't get in that bubble. When you know players can't fight, you know we can't we can't send that smoke and get suspended. You know what I'm saying? Two three games, then double back and see you next round. See you next month with the next game. Don't come in that bubble sending that smoke. P P P G. Keep it PG thirteen. Cause you don't want it with Dame. You do not want it with Dame. Why you coming at Dame like that? Since Dame said to Paul George, stop running from the grind. This man had put up 42 points, 61 points, 59 points, 51 points. This man had put up over 150 points in three games since he told you stop running from the grind. Obviously, he know he talking about. I'm tired of people talking, talking down on Dame like Dame I, I ain't out here packing that gat too. Dane packed that gap. As soon as he crossed the logo, you got to go check Dane. Because what's going to happen when he crossed that logo? Pop, pop. What's going to happen when Dane crossed that logo? Pop, pop. Hey, y'all seen what they told Chris LeVert when the Brooklyn Nets was checking Dane. I know y'all heard. I know y'all saw the clip. when Viral had like 4,000, 5,000 retweets. Dane probably going to put that on his new mixtape. When he crossed the logo, I don't care if Michael Jordan got the ball, you go check Dame. Because he packed that gat too. Bah, bah. This man dropped 51 points against the 76ers, and they won 124 to 121. They won by three points. He dropped 51 points for them to win by three points. <laughs> that's, that's not running from the grind. Then a double back two days later played Dallas Mavericks. Again, one by three points. 131 to 134. Dropped 61 points. Only had three turnovers. That's not running from the grind. Then the Blazers needed one win. They needed one win to, to seal their seat in the playoffs as the eighth seat to go against the Los Angeles Lakers. He dropped 42 points, and they win 134-133 before they had to play uh, this past weekend the Memphis Grizzlies. That is not running from the ground. A man dropped 42 and 12. And Skip Bayless, I love you, Skip. I wish I had a, a undisputed Lil Wayne chain like you have. I wish Lil Wayne made the theme song of the Norman Lock-In. But Skip, Skip, you tripping. You tripping. You're on that treadmill way too long. You need to go talk to Ernestine. Ernestine, get your man Skip. Ernestine, come get your man Skip. Because Skip Wildin. Don't come at Dame like that. You better put some respect on his name. He coming straight for your juggler, Skip. He going to use your show on his mixtape, Skip. I don't think you want that, 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 that smoke, Skip. You better leave the man alone. Blazers just went 6-2 in this eight-game bubble. Dame said... I ain't come and waste my time. I told y'all July, you know what I'm saying? One of the first episodes of Martin Lockin, the Blazers was going to get in. So, you know, in the next hour, I got to pick my, my first round, you know, NBA picks, but I got to save them. 
Y'all got, you know, people start waking up a little bit later at 9 o'clock. So I got to have these people listen to these picks. Because y'all was wrong about these Blazers. And I was right. I was right. I was wrong about them Pelicans, though. Got to give it to my guy, Dwayne, the clue it. He, 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 he grilled me a lot about my New Orleans Pelicans. But my Pelicans going to get in the order. He got to have some, cho- some coaching changes in order to get it together. And that's what we got. So, again... PG, you're not built like that. You're not built like that. You better stop playing with that boy. You better stop playing with that boy. Other stories in the bubble. Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a bad man. Ain't no in the bubble. And their social media team. Let me give a shout out to the the Sun social media team. Y'all the best. <laughs> Man, the Phoenix Suns. So if y'all not following the Phoenix Suns on Twitter, y'all need to. The content's great. I don't know who's running the page. I know they got a brother running the page. That content is some smoke. That content is some smoke. Blazers, I mean, the the Phoenix Suns went 8-0 in the bubble, didn't make the playoffs. Didn't even get a chance to play in the play-in game for the playoffs. I mean, hey, it's 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 unfortunate, but maybe next year. But again, the West is so competitive. I'm high on the Suns. I like Devin Booker. I like DeAndre Ayton. I like the Suns. If they would have kept T.J. Warren, that could have been a little big three. Even though T.J. got to do something about them braids. But we, I mean, you're in the shop. You got to do something about the breeze, dog. But the 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 Phoenix Suns just can't get the shine like the sun that they are in the West. I just don't see it, man. It got it has too many good teams in the West. It's too many superstars in the West. On the superstar podium, Devin Booker is high on skill. But on eyeballs, it's pretty low. The people want to see Luka. The people want to see Zion. The people want to see LeBron. The people want to see the Clippers. It would take the Nuggets, the Jazz, OKC, Spurs. They would have to really regress for these these Suns to get in this playoff hunt come next season. Or to even get the eyeballs on the television. I mean, how many many Phoenix Suns games have you? Did you all see pre-bubble? I can't say I saw any. But we know Devin Booker is that guy. We know he's that guy. So, I wish they would have had some type of, uh, you know, situation or, or protocol for a, a team that went undefeated in the bubble, but I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. Bubble bursted. Boom! Uh, a burst. What you know? I'm sorry. Uh, then also we had some injuries in the bubble. Ben Simmons, Mm-mm-mm. LSU's own Ben Simmons. He's out for the season, so basically I don't know the 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 medical term for it, but it's like he popped his kneecap out of place or or something. It's something with the kneecap. If it sounds painful, uh, and I hope he gets better, but Ben Simmons. 
he's out for the season. And it's the Philadelphia 76ers, they already wasn't, you know, playing that well going into the bubble. And in the bubble, they didn't play well. And now to have one of your stars hurt, I, playoff hopes of going deep in the playoffs is kind of shot now. They all rest on the shoulders of Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. But uh, who can get the job done? But I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening. And, you know, Ben, hopefully, with this time off, off his legs, he gets his wrist working, man. Ben, get your wrist working. You got to shoot. You got to shoot, bro. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why you have a mental health, but you got to shoot. 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 My little nephew knows the song word for word. Maybe he could teach you something. Shoot. Black boy JB and Drake, go listen to it. Because you're not going to make it far in this league being a point guard, powerful, whatever you want to call yourself, whatever you want to label yourself, and not being able to shoot. I'm sorry, Ben. I I I can't call myself the best basketball player, but I feel like I could shoot you out the gym. I'm sorry. Prove me wrong. Go make 15 three-pointers in an NBA season. 15. That's a lot, Ben. <laughs> That's a lot. I could probably get James Harden to hit 15 in the game before Ben Simmons hits 15 in a season. And that's wild. Also, another major injury that happened in the bubble. Not major, but it's major if it lingers. Russell Westbrook, the man child, rock the baby. That's all he be doing to these, these little point guards. He has a strained quad. I don't know what it is with these Rockets and when it's time for the postseason, but injuries start to pile up. They just got Eric Gordon back. Austin Rivers just dropped like a 40-burger on somebody's head in the bubble. But is it enough? Is it enough? I don't know. They need, they need Russell Westbrook with the Rockets. I don't know if any other team's second superstar is, is more important than Russell Westbrook is to the Rockets. Maybe Anthony Davis with LeBron James and the Lakers, but I still think... LeBron could manage that team without Anthony Davis. He did last year before the injury. But without Russell Westbrook, oh, man. I just think that teams are able to double the Rockets a little bit more. You know, uh, James has to do a lot more to get his shots off. I just think that's a major – Depending on how them legs feel. Because Russell uses his legs a lot. A lot. The man's rebound. The man constantly is moving. He's one of the most conditioned players in the game. And maybe that's why, you know, I'm a little bit scared for his return. Is is he fully healthy coming back? Because, you know, everybody knows Russell has that dog in him. Russell wants to play. He wants to play. He's that guy. But does he come back a little bit too early? Is his usage a little bit too much? I know he's averaging 27 points a game. I know him and James Harden just broke the record for combined points uh, for two players in the season just beating Shaq and Kobe's record. So we know the, the, the pair can put up points, can put up buckets. But can the, can the team work as a single? P.J. Tucker, he has, he, 
he hasn't been playing good these last few games. You don't have a center. You're going up against an OKC team that Steven Adams, you know, if they don't make him unplayable, Steven Adams could get in this game and look like Shaq. It's a lot that can happen with Russell Westbrook missing time against OKC. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, you know he coming forward. You know Chris Paul coming forward. So it's a lot of stories going on in this bubble. It's a lot, it's a lot to unpack. Now, I'm gonna give my NBA first round prediction in that next hour, nine o'clock. I gotta get the people waking up. Gotta get the people waking up. It's Sunday morning. People gotta cook their brunch. You know, Sunday you gotta put on that Al Green, you gotta clean the house. Once everybody start, you know, waking up a little bit more, I'm gonna drop them picks. Cause I got an upset. I got, I'm picking an upset. I'm sorry. I'm Norman Locke. I got to go against the grain. I have to go against the grain, and I got to pick an upset. But y'all ain't going to head to the 9 o'clock hour. Now, also this week, moving over to football, just a little bit, a little NFL. Going to talk college football next block also. Alex Smith, what an amazing story. Alex Smith has been cleared to resume football activity activity today. Man, amazing story. I don't know if y'all watched the documentary of his recovery after the horrific injury that happened to his leg, but the guy is a warrior, like Drake's warrior spirit. Because I for sure wouldn't. I, I would probably train to, you know, get myself back into being able to walk and being able to carry day to day, but to to keep training, to try to play football, I got to give it to you, Alex. I have to give it to you, Alex. You are a true warrior. You are a warrior because many players would have given up. I'm, I can say I would have given up. We watched Andrew Luck give up of coming back from the injuries. We watched players retire. You have to rewatch Grunk's, you know, call it quits. Say, my body's too banged up. I'm done. Tom Brady went to a new team, came back out. But Alex Smith, man, he put he 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 put the hours, sweat, and tears to come back. Now, do I think he should continue playing football? Absolutely not. You're 36. You've made millions of dollars. You've worked yourself back to show that you can play football. But do I think you should get out there and risk? Your health even more? I don't think so, Aaron. Uh, Alex, I'm sorry. I don't think it's worth it. I think your family loves you. I think you have earned the respect of all the NFL players. I think you have earned the respect of, you know, just humans around the world on putting forth your your best foot forward. You're, you know, I see on Halloween you, you dressed up with your wife and kids, you know, uh, making fun of your leg. You know, you've just been an encouraging figure for any athlete that has been hurt and has, you know, worked their way back to health. But do I think you should risk it all again? I don't think so, Alex. I think you should take this time and start trying to get into coaching and, and, and better your craft on learning the game so you can teach it to your kids and teach it to other quarterbacks going forward because, again, you are an absolute competitor and warrior 
for fighting back after that leg injury to come back and try to play football. Again, shout-outs to Alex Smith uh, for for fighting, just fighting, you know, especially in times like this, we got to fight. You know, everybody doesn't come back, you know, uh, from injuries, whether it be minor or major. Now, uh, we got to pay some bills. I'm sorry. I, I, I got to pay bills in order to be on here. So after these bills, more with the morning lock-in. Lock in with me, baby. Our official ESPN 1420 app allows you to listen on the go. Connecting in the car via Bluetooth, aux cord, or wherever you plug in your phone. Use the app to read stories, hear our best interviews, and stay in the loop for all things sports. All directly from your phone. Manage your push notifications to receive the latest breaking sports news, important traffic and weather updates, local alerts, and so much more. Plus, you'll have the inside scoop when it comes to all of our awesome contests. And the best part? It's free and available now in the App Store or on Google Play. Get it now and stay connected with Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Good morning, Uglyville! Every ugly doll is unique. I'm Moxie. Bobo. Wade. Those close to me call me Slick Doll. Which is not his name. And every child is, too. They can be pretty lovable. That's why when you travel, you should make sure your child is in the right seat for their age and size. That sounds pretty great to me. Keep them safe by visiting nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Isn't that right, gibberish cat? (laughs) Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. In a short amount of time, a lot has changed. News would break and it'd be jarring news. We may not have games. And we may not have highlights. But we will still have stories. That next morning when I spoke to my team, you could see they were a different group. We still have a lot of fun and we're here for you. You guys give us insanity from not having to hear what we've been hearing every single day for the past how many months. Sports, life, and the biggest names in the game. This is ESPN Radio. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. One two two two. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. My teenage son only has one brain, and it'll keep developing through his mid-20s. 
But if he uses e-cigarettes, the nicotine in them can impact attention, learning, and memory, and can prime the brain for addiction. So I've talked to him about staying away from e-cigarettes, because my son only has one brain. Learn more at cdc.gov e-cigarettes today. A message from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and this station. What's up, Raising Cajun fans? This is head football coach Billy Nature. You're listening to the flagship station of Louisiana Raising Cajun Athletics, ESPN 1420. Hey, sports fans. This is Louisiana Raging Cajun head basketball coach Bob Marlin, and you're listening to Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. ESPN 1420 and .com, Acadiana's original sports radio station. It's time for hour number two of the morning lock-in with Norman Locke on ESPN 1420. And we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back with the morning lock-in. How y'all doing? How y'all doing this morning? It's a beautiful morning. It's kind of hot outside, but it is beautiful outside. You know, across the NFL, across the country, training camps have started. I don't know if people have been watching the, the hard knocks with the with the LA Rams, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I hope y'all all tuning in to HBO and rocking out with the hard knocks. So, you know, training camps are a little bit different. You know, a lot media hasn't been, you know, allowed as usual uh, from past years so we can actually get our eyeballs on all the players and everything that's been going on. But got a little word from training camp on how things been going with these New Orleans Saints. I know y'all Saints fans out there. Got some positive news from out there with y'all. Now, Sean Payton has said, you know, Linebacker Zach Bond has looked absolutely great out there. Um, he, he he likes the young group of linebackers that y'all have, and he thinks they'll be able to play well. Um, you know, I think the Saints have one of the most complete rosters in the NFL, and y'all are returning majority of y'all starters from, from previous seasons, you know, um, I think y'all are kind of shaping up to have a great run at a Super Bowl. I think that this Saints season this year is the biggest Super Bowl or bust season that y'all probably have had in the last four seasons. Because I just think that now the pressure has been put on y'all to win or it's it's just going to all blow up. Like, it's just... Uh, <laughs> I would hate to say it, but, you know, it's going to go boom really, really, really fast. Now, we got our first caller of the morning. Welcome to the morning lock-in. How you doing this morning? Hold on. Hold on. Have some technical difficulties. One second. All right. I can hear you now. Okay. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, 
Yeah, just listening to you talking about the uh, the Saints. You know, you gotta you gotta think about it. Being that there's gonna be no fans or limited fans this season coming up, that really hurts teams like the Saints. I think it does because you know they have they have one of if not the best home field advantages in the league. So if you got teams that now are, are they going to be able to pump in like like music and stuff? I wonder to make it like harder on the teams. I'm so, I don't know. Well, probably but, so. Just cause you know you know Atlanta was got caught illegally doing it, so they probably got all the sound systems ready. <laughs> I just I just think that you know, being that there's no I, I'm personally I'm, I'm a 49ers fan and okay. I feel like the the road to Super Bowl goes through San Francisco. I think we have the best team in the conference. But, we, you know, you got to have to play out on the field. Um, I think the Saints have an outstanding roster. Uh, but being that they're going to have those eight games, well, I mean, all the games, is, you know, on the road too. But it's such an advantage for them being in that dome. And when things get rolling for them, it's just so difficult to, to run your, your offense to the opposing team. I, think, uh, I just think that's going to a big disadvantage for the Saints this year. No, nah, you're right. I think I think that's going to be a, a, a interesting story going forward with mm-hmm. a lot of teams. Just like in the in the NBA bubble, we're seeing that you know it's no home court advantages, it's no crowds right. cheering when you make the consecutive buckets or when you make that key interception or that key sack or that key fumble. Like you said, you know, it can it can be different. It's going to be different to have to see an NFL game without fans. I just don't know what it what it sounds like, what it looks like, and I think it's going to be a state-by-state cases now. Later in the season, if Corona uh, gets better cases, I think that we can see some fans end up at some games, but to start the season, you're right. I don't know, I don't know how the Saints team, which feeds off momentum of that dome crowd playing Tampa Bay game one, I don't know how they're going to fare. I, I could be wrong too, but I, I thought I heard that uh, the Ravens had come out and said that they were going to have fans, but it was only going to be a limited number. Now maybe that's something that, that could have changed because I know I heard that. A couple the of Dallas Cowboys ago. also said Jared Jones said that they will have fans, so I think it's going to be state by state, team by right, team, right. Uh, basis on on what they want to do. But you know, I, I can't say that I feel safe right now going to a football game with ten thousand plus or more people in the stadium. No, and, and just saying the state-by-state state is interesting because you would think, you know, being that the problems that New Orleans has had with the, with the virus, um, that you would think that they wouldn't want large number of people gathering in that city. So, that you know, that you're right. I mean, uh, now, I know Texas has had their issues, too. I don't know about Dallas specifically, but um, it's going to be interesting. You're right. Uh, uh, you know, how many people are going to be willing to – now, there's going to be people that won't care no matter what. They'll go just for a chance to go to a game. Right. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel safe at all in a large group, uh, especially in an indoor in an indoor dome. You know. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's and that's another thing. Jerry said. Jerry Jones. Now I'm a Cowboys fan, so this is kind of funny. I mean, he said that our stadiums is specifically designed to increase airflow, so we'll be safe. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay, Jerry, sell those tickets, bro. <laughs> sell those tickets. Oh yeah. <laughs> Businessman to the end, no doubt about it. Yeah, but um, now you know just just quickly about the uh, about the NBA. I, I've really I'm a Thunder fan in the NBA, and man, I I didn't particularly care for you saying that y'all you were hoping the Pelicans could get Stephen Adams from us. I mean, I hope we could keep him, man. I, I really like Stephen Adams. And I, I, I'm pretty sure. 
I'm pretty sure that y'all keep them. But, I, man, I'm, if I'm talking to Santa Claus this Christmas, I'm trying to get Steven Adams. I'm just saying. Steven. So I know, yeah. No, I love I love his game, man. When we drafted him, I was like, who is this guy? Like, we drafted him, like, mid-first round. I'm like, who is this guy? And he just has been so good, getting better and better. I think he's the strongest NBA player in the league. Not that, it, you know, strength matters for everything, but uh, he does not get bullied down low. And, no. you know, even against the best players, he holds his own. So And he's still, um, he's still really young like also. So I, I really like Steven oh, Adams. Yeah. I think he's going to get paid very well and, and you know, like you said about that OKC team, I'm going to shock some people in this next hour after this break. When I pick my, my first-round picks, I got some upsets. That's all I can say. I got some upsets. I believe. I believe. Well, like, I, like, I like our chances a lot better, especially if Westbrook isn't playing the whole series. Um, so that, that would definitely help us out a lot. Um, I, you know, I, I, like, I like Portland's chances against L.A., Big time, especially with the way Portland's playing, and especially with the way the Lakers have looked since the bubble. Um, I, you know, now I, I think you'll see a much better Lakers team. Though I think LeBron will step his game up, and I, I think it's going to take everything Portland has to beat LA. But I think they have a, a better than a, a, a puncher's chance. I think against LA. What would you um, give them? Looking Would'd... at the West, the, the team that scares me the most in the West is Denver and the Clippers. Okay. I think those two teams, I think, uh, and especially in a seven-game series, man, are going to be really, really tough to beat. Um, but, it, you know, it's been fun. Watching the NBA, doesn't it feel like a, uh, you're, in, you're in a game sometimes when you're watching it, especially when the side angles, like when the that advertisements come up? That broadcast 2K angle, I definitely feel like I'm in the game. I, I feel like, especially watching these, these scoring uh, contests when players are putting up 40-plus, every time they make this shot, I feel like I made it too. Yeah, I think that's another thing with the with no fans. You, you're seeing a lot more, especially like the role players are, are playing a lot better. They're shooting the ball a lot better. Um, it's, it's It's been very competitive um, and interesting. And boy, if only Phoenix could have had a few more games, man, I, they, I think they would have found their way into the playoffs. They would have been a scary team uh, moving forward, I think. I think uh, so Phoenix also. Like, I, I'm, big, um, I'm big on Phoenix, but I just – I just don't think, you know, I think the West is a little bit too competitive. I, I, I'm i okay with them sitting out the playoffs just because, you know, it's it should have been, been better in a regular season. And how many Phoenix games do we ever going to catch on television? But uh, got to take a break. Next hour coming up at the top of the hour, I'm picking my first round picks for the NBA playoffs that start this week. I appreciate you tuning in, man. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. And again, 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 top of the next hour on the morning lock in hour two. We're going straight into NBA. I'm giving y'all my picks. I'm pick I'm, hey, I already know some people are gonna be upset. Again, I'm picking my picks at the top of the hour after this break. Morning lock in. Lock in with me, baby. Indiana's leader in local and national sports coverage. Sports radio, ESPN 1420. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's locked. It's time for hour number two of the morning lock-in with Norman Locke on ESPN 1420. And we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back with the morning lock-in. I'm your host, Norman Locke. 
Welcome, good morning, good morning to the new listeners that's joining us in this morning at 9 o'clock in this second hour of the morning lock-in. How y'all doing, baby? You know what I'm saying? Had to hit you with the baby like Drake on a new song. Baby, what's poppin'? Hey, let's get right into it. NBA playoffs kicking off tomorrow. Hey, that's Monday. They kick it off. We got the Jazz, the Nuggets at 12. Then we, we bump it to the Nets Raptors. Then we got Sixers Celtics. Mavericks, Clippers, Bucks, Magic, Heat, Pacers. Oh, we got basketball all day. We got Thunder Rockets. We got Trailblazers, Lakers. We got Nets, Raptors. Oh, we got basketball all day. We got basketball from 12.30 to 8 p.m. That's basically from 12 to 12. We got basketball from 12 to 12 tomorrow. And I'm indulging in all of it. All of it. 12 to 12. All right. Let's get these NBA. First, let's talk about Dame Lillard versus the Memphis Grizzlies yesterday. Man, John Morant. John Morant's a bad boy. John Morant is a bad boy. Boy dropped 35 and 42 minutes in a loss. He wanted that playoff game bad. He wanted that playoff game bad. John Morant is a bad boy. You know, he had, he, he had some people back dorm. I think that if he, he would have had his full roster, I think they would have beat the Blazers. I think they would have beat the Blazers. But, you know, Melo, hey, stay Melo. Melo came in clutch with, you know, some clutch threes at the end of the game. 21 points in 38 minutes. He was bricking in the beginning of the game. But, hey, when you are all of Fame, you figure it out. You find it out, you figure it out. You know, Nurkic, shout out to Nurkic, man. Again, he, he just had found out that his grandmother had died from the coronavirus and went out there and put up 22 and 21. 22 and 21 for the dub to state to get in the playoffs. Hey, shout out to you. Again, this virus is serious. Let's take it seriously and let's let's band together to beat this virus. But this NBA bubble going on too, baby. Hey, Dame Time, 31 points. CJ McCullough, 29 points. You can't check me. That's what he told John Moran. You can't, he can't check me. Get the little boy out the get the little boy out the way. That boy, CJ put the little jibber animation on him. Oh, I packed that gat too, John Morant. I packed that gat too. That's what broke broke back CJ McKellen said. That's what Jay Williams called him. Broke back CJ McKellen. I ain't calling him that. But look, he packed that gat too. Nah, these predictions. Predictions, 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 predictions. Hey, let me say this. Let me go out and say this first. One versus the eight seat, the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Portland Trail Blazers. I do give Portland a puncher's chance. CJ and Dame versus Danny Green and whoever they throw out at the point guard position, whether it be Quinn Cook, whether Rondo's back, whether uh, KCP plays. I don't, I don't know who they're going to play at the guards to start, but they can't check CJ and Dame every every game. I'm sorry, so I'm going to have to give the guard matchups to the Blazers. But but forwards, got to give it to the Lakers. I, nobody's going to be able to hold Anthony Davis. Nobody's going to be able to hold LeBron. I'm sorry, Melo, that Brian got to do it to you. I'm sorry. 
Brian's probably your best man in the league next to Chris Paul and then the way Wayne is is the way Wade is retired. I'm sorry, Melo, that LeBron gotta be the one to do it to you. Hey, you my guy, but hey, I got the Lakers winning in a fight. It's gonna be a dog fight. But I got Lakers in five. You can put it down. I'm writing it down. Lock me in. Lakers in five against the Portland Trail Blazers. Place your bets. Put your money on them with the morning lock-in. Put it on there. All right. Two versus seven. We in that West. We got the Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Clippers. I give the Mavericks an exciting game. It's going to be exciting, but I got the Clippers in four. <laughs> I don't know why y'all think the the Mavs, I mean, you know, they got they got Pazingas, they got the unicorn, he's 7-2. They don't have anybody as tall on that Clippers roster. But come on, man. I, I, I can't take it serious. They got little brother. They ain't got Steph. They got little brother on the team. Nah, I I'm I got the Clippers. The Clippers have elite defense. Elite. Luka versus Kawhi Leonard is gonna be a matchup I wanna see. Luka is that guy. Luka, white James Harden, foreign James Harden, whatever nationality you want to call him. Hey, he know how to put the ball in the in the in the hoop. He plays at his pace. I've never seen Luka get sped up into doing something stupid or until until a forced turnover. Luca plays exactly how he wants to play. He might slow cook you, slow roast you, might bring you to the bucket. He might shoot it in your eye with the step back. You see that he's been in James Harden bag, still in the 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 uh the nutmeg pick and roll alley oops. Giving goes. They calling him Larry Bird out you. I'm big time on Luca. I'm a big time Mavericks fan. Hey, but I got Clippers, Clippers over the Mavs. I got Clippers in four. Lock it in. You can put that on paper, baby. Clippers in four. Now we get a little bit more interesting. We get a little bit more interesting. We got the Denver Nuggets, the three seed, with the Utah Jazz, the six seed. We get a little bit more interesting. The Jazz went three and five in the bubble. Now, they did sit the starters for a couple games. Whether it was a good strategy or not, Bovine not out there. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if Bondanovich was out there, I'm sorry, I call him Bovine. If Bondanovich was out there, I would be able to, t- to pick the Jazz over the Nuggets. But he's not. So I got to go with the Jazz. I, I got to go with the Denver Nuggets in this series. It's going to be a drawn series. This series might go six or seven games. Michael Porter Jr. is the real deal. Michael Porter, M-P-J, whatever y'all nickname we won't give him, he the real deal. Guy is 6'10 with that clip. When you 6'10 with that clip, ain't really ain't really much you can do. You got bold, bold, 7'2", 7'5", wingspan, out there athletic. Then, hey, then you got Jokic out there slim, running the center Point, point center. Hey, I'm picking Nuggets. Nuggets in six. 
Nuggets in six, you got to lock it in. You got to lock it in. Now, this is what people going to get upset with me. <laughs> this is what people going to get upset with me. Got the number five C Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. We don't know how long Russell Westbrook is going to be out. We don't know the severity of Russell Westbrook's injury. I'm picking the upset. I'm sorry, I got to go against the grain. I've been giving the Rockets slander all year. Why must I stop now? Why must I stop now? I, why must I stop now? I think that the Oklahoma City Thunder can double team hard enough to get some wins. If Russell Westbrook doesn't play this entire series, Oklahoma City Thunder will win this series. Now, if he comes back, hey, I'm, I could be wrong. If he comes back, there's no hope. Rockets, Rockets will win the series. But if he's out the entire series and James Harden doesn't put the team on his back, the Oklahoma City Thunder, led by Chris Paul, the former Rockets, will win. I'm sorry. They won three out the four of the matchups pre-bubble. Now, I understand the roster of the Rockets was completely different, but, hey, Chris Paul is a leader. I don't know why the Rockets chose to uh, – do 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 y'all fans see it as an upgrade over CP3? Is Russell Westbrook an upgrade over CP3? I just watched Russell Westbrook. They thought – people thought the OKC was going to be a lottery team, but Russell Westbrook got them the – I mean – uh, Chris Paul has them with the fifth seed in the West. Let that sink in. Now, we do know Golden State is hurt, but he has them with the fifth seed in the West. So I'm sorry. I'm picking the upset. OKC will win the series if Westbrook does not play. I'm sorry. Wouldn't it be they have the guards to play the small ball. Then they have Steven Adams to go big if they want to go big. There's nobody on that Rockets team that can hold Steven Adams if Steven Adams wants to get going. Can Steven Adams give you 15 and 20? Yes, he sir can. P.J. Tucker hasn't been playing well. Eric Gordon, former Pelican, former Hornet, he's on a Rockets team. He's going to have to get big minutes. He's going to have to get big minutes. Now, I got to pay some bills. Because this NBA talk can't happen without me paying some bills. So let me get these bills paid for, and we're going to finish these matchups. Again, I, I picked OKC. I picked OKC in six. If, if Westbrook doesn't play, you can lock it in. You can lock it in. And we're going to get these East picks after this break. I got to pay some bills, man. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Poof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. Will you volunteer to help people like Richard, a U.S. Naval veteran who suffered severe PTSD after his service? He was left homeless for a period of time, and his oral and overall health are suffering. Because of congressional limitations, the VA can't provide the dental help he needs. Through our Will You See One Vet program, we focus on helping U.S. military veterans like Richard. Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit WillYouSeeOneVet.org to learn more. That's WillYouSeeOneVet.org. Our official ESPN 1420 app allows you to listen on the go, connecting in the car via Bluetooth, aux cord, or wherever you plug in your phone. Use the app to read stories, hear our best interviews, and stay in the loop for all things sports, all directly from your phone. Manage your push notifications to receive the latest breaking sports news, important traffic and weather updates, local alerts, and so much more. Plus, you'll have the inside scoop when it comes to all of our awesome contests. And the best part? It's free and available now in the App Store or on Google Play. Get it now and stay connected with Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420. My teenage son only has one brain, and it'll keep developing through his mid-20s. But if he uses e-cigarettes, the nicotine in them can impact attention, learning, and memory, and can prime the brain for addiction. So I've talked to him about staying away from e-cigarettes, because my son only has one brain. Learn more at cdc.gov slash e-cigarettes today. A message from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and this station. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is Louisiana Raging Cajun head baseball coach Matt Deggs, and you're listening to Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. And tap that app at ESPN1420. This is Louisiana Raging Cajun head baseball coach Matt Deggs, and you're listening to Acadiana's best sports leader, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. And tap that app at ESPN1420. One in three adults has prediabetes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's locked. 
It's time for the morning lock-in with Norman Locke on the ESPN 1420. And we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back with the morning lock-in. Let's get right into it. These Eastern Conference matchups that's starting tomorrow. We got the Bucks versus the Magic. Now listen. Listen here. This is one of the teams, I don't know why they sent in the bubble. The Magic are uh, with 30 and 33 and 4. They didn't even have a winning record going into the bubble. So I, I don't know why. I don't know why we're talking about it. Bucks and foe. That's the that's the easiest one to go. Bucks and foe. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's gonna get a lot of rest because that's gonna be the the easiest matchup of all the playoff matchups. Bucks and foe. That's that. Uh, wash. All right. Then we coming in hot with Raptors versus the Nets. Now the Nets are gonna put up a fight. Let's let's get that clear. The Nets are going to put up a fight. Now, if this is the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie and KD, we'll be talking about a whole different game right about now. But these are the they both aren't in the bubble. They both didn't participate. But the the future is very bright for the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm gonna have to say Raptors in five. I think the Nets are good enough to still one. Uh, but I think the the Raptors are going to take this this that series is. Pretty easily. They have the best coach in the NBA. They have uh, the best defense in the NBA also. So Raptors in five is my prediction against the Brooklyn Nets. Then you got the Celtics against the Sixers. Now, if Ben Simmons was healthy, you know, I will, I will pull the upset. I will pick the upset if the Sixers did have Ben Simmons, but they just – they only got Joel Embiid. They only got Joel Embiid. And it'll be – Joel Embiid is a monster, but I don't think that he's tapped into fully his potential. I think Joel got to get on his big man Shaq vibes and just, you know, get out the lane, get out the way. I'm better than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm faster than you. I'm going to put the ball in the nets. And until he starts doing that, I don't think the 76ers are going to be a good team or, or, or a team that lives to their potential. So I'm going to have to pick the Sixers uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to pick the Celtics to beat the Sixers. Now, I do think the Sixers are good enough to win a game, but I'm going to say Celtics in five. I think the Celtics just have too much firepower for them Sixers. We got another caller on the morning lock-in. How you doing this morning on the morning lock-in? <laughs> doing well, man. Um, yeah, man, last year, man, I want to talk about last year, man. Okay. When, uh, I guess, um, you know, when they had a the little lottery balls going in, uh, Pelicans won, right? Right. Won the lottery to get uh, the first pick, which was uh, Zion Williamson. I, 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 you see, like I said, but I, I, the reason I wanted Atlanta to win the pick, because I already knew, man, when Gentry was cheering, I'm thinking to myself, man, sit your ass down because I'm about to get rid of you. <laughs> the one year. And guess what? I was right. You ain't going to be here too much longer. <laughs> I, it, it, to me, what I don't like, you know, people saying what they want to say, you know, his rotations, this and that. I'm sure a lot of that had to do, you know, I'm sure, you know, you could justify some of the moves he made with his roster, whatever, uh, how he bring his players in. But the reality is, man, he, he didn't really, Zion didn't really play. You, you know, he, the minutes were reduced. Um, I, I, it, to me, just he didn't have a chance to really utilize 
get a chance to utilize the man due to the medical reasons or due to the medical staff, you know, with his knees. Everybody gets fired uh, from a job sometimes. They, they can't explain why they got fired, <laughs> you know, and I think that's a case of what, what happened with, with Alvin. Uh, like you say, you know, he didn't get a, a full healthy season with Zion. You know, it could have been a lot different if we had a fully healthy Zion, if we didn't have the bubble. There's a lot of what-ifs that could have happened if that could have kept uh, Gentry for keeping his job. Yeah, um, I, I think I think someone like Kenny Atkinson, I think that's who's going to be in the coach. Kenny, what, what you think? Uh, I haven't done my research on him. I haven't done my research. I want to wait till the the NBA season is kind of done, so we can see what kind of assistant coaches are available. I, I want to see, you know, who puts that work in. I've, I've been watching Sam Cassell also. I've been hearing a little rumbles about Sam Cassell over there with the Clippers. Oh, not with the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, he's with the Clippers. Uh, yeah. And you know the great job that he's been doing. So you know, I I want a, I want somebody different. I just want the Pelicans. I want to know why uh, he's been assistant coach for a while, and you know, there's some guys that were given opportunities to coach, and he still haven't. I don't think he, I don't think he had a head coach a head coaching job yet, right? No, I, I don't think so either. Um, but we got to take a break. Uh, we got to right. take a break. Uh, appreciate you calling in uh, again. Wrap up my picks. Uh, Celtics. I got the Celtics picking up the Sixers, beating the Sixers. And then we got uh, a key matchup, man. We got the Pacers versus the Heat. Both these teams don't like each other. They don't like each other. TJ Warren and 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 Jimmy Jimmy Buckets, they got beef. Israel beef. In the streets, they will fight. They will fight. They will throw fisty cuffs. It's no, it's, it's, <laughs> these two have a disdain for each other. So this is going to be a great series. You know, the Pacers and the Heat are kind of evenly matched with this one but so technically me picking uh the heat would be an upset technically because they're the fifth seed but i got the heat beating out the paces in a gritty six games it's gonna be nasty now tj might come out and give some buckets i don't know jimmy jimmy as we saw with that foul against chris paul uh with the heat play okc jimmy's not afraid of sending some shots he ain't scared to put somebody on a butt so I'm looking forward to this Heat Pacers matchup. That's probably the only series that I'm looking forward to watching in the in the Eastern Conference. I don't want to watch the Bucks versus the Magic. I don't want to watch the Raptors versus the Nets. Celtics versus the Sixers might be competitive for the beginning of the games, but I, I don't see it being that competitive uh the later stretch of the, the games, like fourth quarter ish, or even if it gets to like game five or game six. I I I don't I just don't see it. So I that's my picks, man. Lock them in. We got to take a break. Again, after the break, we got a special, special. I told you, every week on the morning lock-in, we got a special guest. I, I'm sorry. I know people. People know me. They rock with your boy, Norm. I got my man, Daniel Lust. He's a, a sports law analyst, and he's the host of Conduct Detrimental. Detrimental. I'm sorry. My Call that my Cajun accent. Sorry. Detrimental. Let me, let me slow down. Detrimental. Contract detrimental. Okay, so he's the host of the, the Conduct Detrimental Sports Law Podcast, and he's a lawyer. So what better analyst to have on the show to talk about college football and everything that's going on in the college football world than to have a lawyer talk about the legal ramifications of college football players, fans, 
students on these college campuses. More after this break. Adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Excuse me, I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. As a parent, your life is your child. With Luke, he's just, he's the whole world, you know? He was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and it just rips your heart out. You feel completely helpless. But when you come to St. Jude, that is a whole nother level of care. You have cutting-edge scientific research here, doctors at the top of their game, and there's nothing but love in everything that they do. I asked my wife, I was like, what is this going to cost us? And then we did a little bit of research, and then we realized that no family ever receives a bill. St. Jude covers the cost of everything so that we could focus on our family. St. Jude gave our family the chance to be together. They saved our son's life, and we did not pay a cent. And that wouldn't have been possible without St. Jude. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. New message. This is a scam. Thieves are misusing the Social Security Administration's authority and phone scheme to trick you into giving them money or personal information. They state there is a problem with your Social Security number or account. They claim there's been suspicious or fraudulent activity, and you could be arrested or face other legal action. They even spoof SSA's main customer service telephone number on caller ID. Don't believe them. Don't provide any information. SSA employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent. Just hang up. If you suspect you've been contacted by an SSA scammer, call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. 
Hey, Raging Cajun fans, this is Louisiana head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to the best sports station along the bayou, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. The ESPN 1420 app is waiting for you to tap it. One little finger, one little finger, one little finger, tap, tap, tap. Listen to Louisiana Raging Cajun Sports, along with the best sports talk on the bayou. Tap that app. Let's go, let's do it. The ESPN 1420 app, available for download in the iTunes App Store or Google Play. ESPN1420N.com, because there are no free agent sports fans. It's time for hour number two of the morning lock-in with Norman Locke on ESPN 1420. And we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back with the morning lock-in. I told y'all each and every week I was going to have a special guest. We didn't really get into the topic of college football. So much has been going on this past week with breaking news that affects everyone around this country because we all love college football. But I have a good friend of mine, Daniel Lust. He's the host of Conduct Detrimental Sports Law Podcast. He's a sports law analyst. What's up this morning? How you doing this morning? Hold on, have a boom. There we go. We got you. Had a little technical difficulties. All good. I was uh, I was just saying the Northeast is covered in rain today, but other than that, life is good over here. Oh, so I hope you're not not uh, too drenched out there. Uh, not so bad, but uh, you know we're we're making it through. Okay, okay. So with with all the litigation going on, I know it's been a big week for you. So. My question to you is, you know, what everybody's kind of been wondering, what is the biggest legal threat that each school faces with having games played? So it's an interesting one. I think the the kind of common misperception is that schools are necessarily worried about, you know, getting hit with all these lawsuits and losing all of them from potentially, uh, you know, athletes getting COVID and, and, uh, you know, maybe some long-term heart issues. The real uh, problem I see, I mean, with these lawsuits, people have to kind of realize uh, just because you get sued doesn't mean that you're automatically going to lose. And just the nature of uh, COVID-19 lawsuits, you have to show, um, you know, uh, beyond a preponderance of the evidence that the football teams and the school's actions were the proximate cause of you getting COVID-19 and any type of issues that came after that. So. That's a very hard burden to show how exactly you got COVID-19. Um, but if you're asking me what I think the biggest issue is, truthfully, I think it's the, the optics of getting hit with a wave of lawsuits. I don't necessarily think the lawsuits are going to win, but for a school to be hit with a number of lawsuits, that could set an organization back years in terms of recruiting, in terms of just uh, safety optics. So I, I think that's truly the biggest concern, that if you get hit with a lawsuit, you know, the, the way that we live on Twitter nowadays, it's really kind of guilty until proven innocent, regardless of how the actual lawsuit plays itself out. 
So you would basically be guilty in the, the eye of the public on, you know, social sites and kind of in the PR aspect, but it, you most likely wouldn't lose the house per se if different schools. That's, that's my take on it. And I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not here to say who's, how athletes are actually getting it, if it's, you know, from activities that are occurring on campus or not. But, um, you know, just for example, right, you'd have to disprove that, you know, you going to uh, the CVS or going to Walmart, that that wasn't the cause of COVID-19, that it was actually something that occurred in-house. So I don't know if the schools are necessarily worried about uh, the actual, you know, getting losing these lawsuits and getting bankrupted by them. But to defend these lawsuits, to hire lawyers, to, you know, to get the insurance rates, to try to protect yourself, that's going to cost a fortune. So I think on the dollars and cents just level of the lawsuits, that's one thing. Obviously, player safety is another. Um, and then, Norm, just kind of at the end of all of this on a, on a legal level is this, you know, kind of threat to, threat to amateurism. Because, you know, these athletes are uh, considered student athletes, right? They don't get paid. and That's been the case for 100 years in our country. To the extent that you start giving them extra protection and you put them in, a, in an NCAA bubble, that's all of a sudden going to look a lot more like you're giving them special protections, uh, in which case, you know, that they are not, uh, that they're just normal, you know, students on campus. That starts to take a hit. Uh, and that could also question your long-term amateurism model. So I think it's kind of a combination of both. The threat of lawsuits, number one, and then the threat to your very precious, you know, amateurism model uh, that the NCAA has relied on and profited on for, for a number of years. Now, you know, what what would a student do? Like like you said, okay, so if I'm a student and could I prove that maybe, say I go to LSU and they have round-the-clock testing, they have the best medical care for the football players, but say I am a student worker off and I don't get allowed at those same um, protocols or access to medical the, the the medical teams can i sue the school for still being exposed to covid 19 and working for the staff but not being held to the same standard as the athletes so that's it's an interesting question and that's kind of this gray zone that we're in uh last week on uh you know on august 5th the ncaa board of governors issued a decision that said that schools were not allowed to require their athletes emphasis on athletes to sign COVID-19 waivers to, you know, prevent a lawsuit against the school from a football player or from a really a ball athlete. Now, uh, that doesn't say anything about an employee of the school or maybe a student manager. Um, so that's the type of thing that a school would use to protect themselves against the lawsuit, to have some clarity as to what could happen. Now, uh, absent a waiver, right, um, you know, uh, you, could, you could really sue anyone for anything. To, you know, again, a separate question as to whether or not you're actually going to win on that lawsuit. Um, but uh, a waiver is generally designed to prevent lawsuits from coming in the first instance. There's a separate argument as to whether or not a waiver in the college football landscape is going to be enforceable, right, because college athletes aren't getting paid. It's kind of an issue of unequal bargaining power. But uh, student athletes or maybe any type of employees, right, these guys are going to get paid some type of compensation uh, as a student manager. Uh, so um, important to kind of keep that in mind. But yes, short of uh, you know, short of an actual signing of the waiver, you always have to worry about the threat of litigation. And also, um, you know, we've been hearing each conference refer to their "quote unquote" medical expert. What? Who is the true medical expert that these these teams, presidents? 
coaches are listening to and why does each medical quote-unquote expert have a different expertise <laughs> uh, explanation of why or why not football should be played? So it's it's an interesting one. I mean, this is, uh, you know, on the legal level, kind of, uh, we'll say par for the course, that there's going to be a dueling expert on each side of the equation. Uh, you know, just for example, just so people can take it out of the football context, uh, if there's ever a personal injury lawsuit, right, someone's claiming they hurt their neck and their back, there's going to be, you know, the plaintiff's lawyer is going to hire someone on one side to say, yep, she's definitely hurt. And the defendant side is going to argue someone that's, that's they're going to look at the same injuries, the same human being, and say, hey, uh, she's not actually hurt. So that's kind of what we have here. We have experts from the ACC uh, and obviously the SEC and the Big 12 saying we've looked at the data and we think we can safely play during a pandemic. We think we could safely provide a reasonable venue for our athletes. And you're having the, you know, the, big, the Big 10 and the Pac-12, their experts looking at the same data and saying the opposite results. People kind of are wondering how that's possible. But uh, in the legal context, you know, it's, it's not that uh, atypical. It's just a matter of kind of, uh, we'll say, your risk tolerance, uh, whether or not you feel comfortable playing. So the SEC and, and uh, you know, Norm, it's just uh, for anyone that plays poker out there, it's a level of risk, right? You know, sometimes you want to push all the chips in. If you have, uh, you know, you're one card away from the flush, other people will fold it. Um, so that's kind of what we have here. We have uh, experts looking at the same exact data and coming to different results. And now, um, I guess one interesting point that I've, I've tried to be pretty vocal about uh, on the legal level. So in these type of situations, what is reasonable is going to be the standard. So they say, did you make a reasonable decision to play, right? You don't have to. If somebody gets hurt, you're not necessarily at fault, but you need to show that you made reasonable decisions in terms of your safety protocol. Um, right now, right, college football is kind of split. It's six conferences to four conferences. Um, to the extent that all of a sudden, right, the SEC is alone and there are nine conferences that don't want to play, all of a sudden that decision from that medical expert looks a lot less reasonable because they're alone on an island. So, um, you know, right now uh, it's kind of split. So there's no real decision as to what is reasonable, what is unreasonable. But now we, we do have to pay attention to what the other conferences are doing across the country because that might uh, cast some doubt on, on an LSU of, of their ability to play in terms of the SEC. So it might not necessarily be wrong, but if all conferences pull out and there's one team with one medical expert that's saying that, okay, it is safe, he just might look negative in the light amongst everybody else saying it's not safe to play. Yeah, I mean, you could you could put it this way. I mean, in an overall pro sports concept, Anthony Fauci, you know, uh, he, he was pretty adamant at the beginning of COVID that we should only play sports in a bubble. The NBA listened to that. The NHL listened to that. Major League Baseball did not listen to that. And, you know, obviously Major League Baseballs have their hiccups, obviously with the Cincinnati Reds game being postponed today and yesterday. So um, I think you just kind of have to keep in mind, you could face liability to the extent that that decision is not reasonable. So uh, that's what I think, you know, the SEC could still play. Uh, and if they feel really confident that COVID's not going to be an issue, you could play. But if a lawsuit then comes in, uh, your decision to play will look that much less reasonable and open you up to a little bit more liability. But, Norm, I think it's still important to note, you know, in, in this world of negligence, there's kind of a duty and a breach that's in terms of you being careless, being unreasonable. But still, as I've kind of pointed out, causation is still going to be very hard to show. So I think you, uh, if you're an SEC school in that, in that world, right, whether you're the only school playing, I think you're probably going to get with more lawsuits, but I, I still think it's going to be a really tough show to show that you got COVID-19, particularly from something that happened uh, on, a, on campus. Man, that's really, it's, it's, it's so many layers. Now, another layer 
uh, that I want to ask is, what about uh, con contractionally when teams are set for these games that are getting canceled, you know, the non-conference opponents, do they just restructure the deal for a further date or is just washed completely out? So that's uh, this, this uh, term that I've, uh, you know, I've tried to introduce a lot of people to this term force majeure, uh, which is a fancy way of saying uh, act of God. Uh, you know, we saw this obviously in the NBA context and we saw it obviously, you know, you guys years ago with Hurricane Katrina. Um, that's when, you know, the Saints had to play their games, uh, you know, out of state. Sometimes an act of God will do certain things and there's no contractual liability if an act of God uh, truthfully cancels or frustrates a contract. So for all of the out-of-conference games, I mean, we've, we've seen the reports. Some of these are, you know, million, you know, seven-figure type deals. So if the deal gets canceled because of an act of God, because of something truly out of the team's control, that could lead to uh, a situation where you just kind of walk away. It doesn't get rolled over to the next year. Because normally, if you, you know, logically, it might make sense to roll things over to the next year. But then that's impacting your non-conference opponents for years to come. So my, my gut, my intuition here. Uh, is that for the most part, a lot of these, we'll say, non-conference games that are rescheduled in 2020 uh, will just be wiped off the board, and, you know, uh, they'll just move on to what they had in 2021. Maybe you'll tack that on to the end of, uh, you know, the next opening in your schedule. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that's what force majeure does. No liability on either side. The problem, though, I'm just kind of on an interesting level, some of these force majeure clauses, the way they're written, like the NBA was very uh, forward-thinking. Their, their force majeure clause was triggered uh, at an epidemic, which is one, one step lower than what we have here with the pandemic. So it was pretty clear that force majeure language applied. Now, separately, uh, there's some concern in some of these contracts that the language is not such a clear trigger. So some of them don't have pandemic language. So then, you know, it, it's not really so clear that you can't play football right now. So um, I imagine the lawyers are going to be looking at that language very closely, but uh, that's that's the consideration. Whether or not you truly can't play right now, it's going to decide millions of dollars. Ooh, I would hate to be in the front offices for those schools right now. I know they are going through it. Now, the worst question that I have is, you know, worst case scenario, a player or coach were to, were to catch the the virus and then die. What would be the total, you know, nuke of everything happening if that was the case? I mean, you, you hate to say it, but I, I think you obviously have to think about it. We've had uh, issues kind of spark up. Obviously, in, in baseball, is probably the biggest one. Eduardo Rodriguez, a pitcher with the Red Sox, has a heart issue that's been traced now to COVID. So um, if, a, if someone were to die, uh, obviously, I, I, you know, not obviously, but I would think that that would be one of these events um, just like Carl Anthony Towns' mom in the NBA that really gave somebody, you know, gave the, gave college football some reason for concern, some reason to pause. Um, but, you know, on a, on a liability level, you hate to say it, but um, those kind of factors I was telling you, kind of a duty, a breach, uh, and then causation, um, those are the first three, and it doesn't really matter what type of the harm is. If you can't show that it was caused by something that particularly happened, uh, you know, by an action or an inaction that was directly related to a campus, it doesn't really matter how bad the injury is. Um, but there is more exposure, obviously, for a death than there would be just someone getting, you know, uh, COVID that they can recover from. So uh, on a liability level, it's going to obviously uh, create a little bit more of a scare that there could be a bigger hit. But in terms of causation, uh, that's not really affected by what the ultimate harm is at the end of the day. Okay. Okay. That's a little better than what I thought. 
and also players. Do you think players at the end of all this, do you think a, a, a college football uh, union amongst the players will happen or do you think the NCAA will even allow that power to happen? Because it just seems as though players are gaining a little bit more and more traction on taking more control of their brand, their brand identity, and their power to make dollars while still being an amateur in college. Uh, I, I think we're trending in that direction. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, four or five years ago at this point, Northwestern University tried to unionize, and that was the first effort to ever do that in college. The National Labor Relations Board turned that down, but, you know, uh, in the past couple of weeks, the Pac-12 has, they haven't said we want to unionize, but they had their own list of demands. The Big Ten said the same thing. The Mountain West Conference said the same thing. Trevor Lawrence of the ACC started this whole, you know, we are united uh, hashtag, and I don't think there's any coincidence, you know, union, united, it's the same uh, prefix. So I think we're trending in a world where there's going to be a lot more support for it, not just at one school, Northwestern, but across the country. Uh, and I think that does come uh, with obviously increased likelihood uh, to, to have a union. Um, and for the people that are out there supporting name, image, and likeness to support these athletes to get paid, uh, you know, um, I, I think, uh, you know, there are some obviously that will say that will ruin college sports. But then, you know, uh, I, the way I kind of view it in my head, if there's a world for these athletes, college football, college basketball, to stay four years, right? They're not jumping to the NBA so quickly, not necessarily jumping to the NFL so quickly. Um, you know, the incentive to get paid and be the big man on campus for additional years, um, I think that'll only improve the college game. So that's that's how I view it. And if a union gets us there, um, I, I don't think that's the worst thing for college sports. And I, I agree with you on all points. Now, can you give everybody your social handles, uh, links to your podcast and where they can find out what a follow and keep in tap with you with all the sports law legal side of all this going on. So I am at sports law lust on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and, uh, our podcast conduct detrimental. We have a lot of fun, uh, the kind of the lighter side of sports law, uh, not so heavy, just heavy with the cancellation and COVID stuff, but, uh, we, we try to have a lot of fun with it. It's conduct detrimental and that's on social media at con C O N detrimental and uh you know uh norm is uh now a new follower of mine but i, I try to keep everybody apprised of everything going on across the sports law world yes sir i appreciate you taking your time out to come into the morning lock in with me always a pleasure happy to come on anytime and that's my guy daniel lust of the sports law the sports law lust podcast a hey, lane i know it it, it doesn't sound good and my thoughts is I don't think that we're going to have a college football season, you know. But I do think, you know, something can be thought of to replace the games and the moments that we have watched in college football. I think, you know, people get wrapped up on missing, you know, the, the 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 just game of football, but we can replace that time frame. Them four hours can be replaced with something else. Yeah, I personally don't think the college football season is going to happen either. I mean, almost half the conferences aren't playing in the FBS, no. and there's no uh, championships in the FCS and Division two and three. So it's for any sport. So what you really playing so, for? You're playing for nothing, pretty much. But with with the FBS, 
the NCAA doesn't have control over the playoffs because it's the college football playoff committee that controls all that. But with half the FBS teams playing, as of right now, half the FBS teams are playing in the fall and then the other half are in the spring, there's no way to be like, oh, this team won a national championship and that this, team won another one. Correct. Um, And personally, I don't even see a spring season happening. Spring, yeah, spring season because doesn't. they can be like, oh, we're going to push it back to the spring and then it could get worse. And then by the, because if they're really about player safety, they're not going to put that kind of strain on players' on play bodies. Guys, no. No way in hell because so that's they're trying to, within eight months. And they're trying to get uh players that haven't played organized football this you know, yeah. this entire since maybe February to get them ready by February for a spring season, then to, to give them a rest, then to get them back ready again to play by July. And it's the just, recruiting it just messes everything up. People so in high school, yeah. I, I think postponement to the spring is just a new favorite word for kicking the can. Yeah. I, so I, you know, I, I take that with a blade of grass. I don't think fall sports are going to happen in the spring no way, but just because the amount of money that March Madness brings in. Yeah. I so I, I the amount of money that the NBA playoffs not, are going to bring in. Not to mention all the other sports that are supposed to happen. In the baseball, spring. Baseball, softball, basketball. And last year they didn't, didn't uh, yeah. get to finish their, their so, season. So I don't know what's going to happen, but to me it's it would put a lot of strain on athletic departments, coaching staffs, players, if everybody was playing in one season. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it too. Now, you know, I just want to say from players that I have spoken with, I've spoken with some LSU football players and Raging Cajuns, the protocol, the product, the protocols that the teams have both put in place, the players that I've talked to with, they say they feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and personally, they're they're safer on campus than off campus. Well, I, I'm gonna say they're safer as a football player. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. On campus yeah, yeah. than off campus, but again, the players that I've talked to said that they are safe with all the the amenities that have been put in in uh in place of. This COVID and everything. Uh, the only thing that I've been getting pushed back on is the bottom face shields, like that keeps the keeps mm-hmm. your moisture from yeah. if you're spitting yeah. or your saliva from coming out. I just hear players say those things are terrible. <laughs> they are terrible to the to the extent that some players are poking small holes in their face guards. Now I'm so, I don't want to on none of y'all, so I got to say my sources. So y'all hide your face masks, people. Hide your face masks. Is is made it on air, but that's the only pushbacks that that I've been getting. But uh, they have been social distancing every meal, mm. you know, when possible with their trainers, with weightlifting, but in any facet of football, the programs that I've spoken with, LSU players and Rage Against players, they feel safe. So again, it might not represent all players. Yeah. Might not represent all schools, but the players that I have talked to feel safe. Now, do we disagree or agree on whether there should be a season? Yes. But, again, player and and fan safety is the biggest uh, key to everything. You know, we, we want college football. We want NFL football. We want to go to Saints games. We want to go to NBA games. We just all have to do our part. 
We have to social distance. We have and to follow all of Probably laws. the biggest game of the year, at least in the NFL, with the Saints. Can't have any fans. Can't have any fans. Me and a caller was just discussing that, you know, the Saints feed off of the, the dome yeah. and the home field advantage of the dome. They're going to have to do what the Falcons do all the time. And in crowd noise. Put the fake crowd noise in. What song, what, what song do you want always playing in the fake crowd noise dome? If you got Jeez. one song that just got to be blasting, what song it is, Lane? We got a minute left. Soul Survivor. I feel it, Lane. I feel it. I'ma say they gotta put that that Weedem boys. You know, I'm Cowboys in the gutter. We gotta put them Weedem boys in the Cowboys stadium just blasting. Just blasting. Just keep it running, keep it running, Jerry. Now, I appreciate for everybody tuning in to this episode of the morning lock in. Again, in the midst of all this quarantine and everything that's going on, this COVID virus, I'm just happy and blessed to be able to talk sports with y'all for the sports that we do have. Again, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com on this app every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can re-listen to this episode on Spotify, Apple, uh, all major podcasts, streaming platforms this pack this is show will be available on and also the video format will be available on YouTube thank you to my producer Lane Johnson left tackle the ESPN 1420 not the left tackle of the Philadelphia Eagles we got Mike Bernard the bandit coming on after this break peace out with you baby